Coming up next, please stay tuned for It Is Written, presented by Pastor John Bradshaw. This is It Is Written. I'm John Bradshaw. Thanks for joining me. The year was 1621. Of the 102 colonists who had crossed the Atlantic Ocean in the fall of the previous year, only 50 had survived. They'd come for a new start, all of them, many of them seeking a land where they could practice their Christian faith in freedom. The previous winter had been grim. Starvation and death had been waiting to welcome the new arrivals. But out of the struggles and challenges of those early years, there came something that 400 years later has become part of the fabric of society in the United States of America. Thanksgiving. The story behind that first Thanksgiving feast at Plymouth Bay, Massachusetts, is more complicated than elementary school books typically portray. The separatist Puritans, or or pilgrims who arrived on the Mayflower, were not the first Europeans to explore or settle on the eastern coast of North America. When they arrived, they came in contact with a Native American named Tesquantum from the Patuxent tribe. Tesquantum spoke English. That's because he'd been captured by an English explorer and then sold into slavery in Europe. Although he arrived back in America to find that his entire tribe had been wiped out by an epidemic, Squanto, along with members of the Wampanoag tribe, taught the pilgrims how to hunt, fish, and most importantly, how to plant and grow corn. Most Thanksgiving legends portray the colonists and Native Americans as as living in blissful harmony. But the Wampanoags had also been nearly devastated by European illness, and they were already wary of the superior weapons and expansionist ways of Europeans. But they needed help to counter rival tribes, so they formed an uneasy alliance with the colonists. It may be that the Wampanoag actually had not been invited to that first Thanksgiving feast in 1621. One version of the story, and there are many, has it that the celebrations of the colonists as they, as they fired their muskets into the air aroused the attention of the Wampanoag who arrived with 90 armed and anxious warriors thinking a battle was unfolding. Now, whatever the truth of the matter, the two parties united for a feast that lasted for several days. But relationships between those early pilgrims and Native Americans broke down as more settlers arrived and took over Native lands. The rest is history. Thanksgiving celebrations were already a common practice among Europeans as well as Native Americans. So the practice of recognizing the goodness of God was already part of the American DNA when the pilgrims first arrived. But Thanksgiving wouldn't become an official holiday in the United States for quite some time. In 1777, after the decisive victory against British forces at Saratoga, the victory that ensured the colonies would gain their independence from England, the Continental Congress decreed that all 13 colonies should celebrate a national day of Thanksgiving in honor of that victory. Now, this carried on informally for 100 years or so when Sarah Josepha Hale, a journalist and the author of Mary Had a Little Lamb, convinced then-President Abraham Lincoln that a national holiday of Thanksgiving would be good for the country. Four months after the Union victory at Gettysburg in 1863, President Lincoln declared the last Thursday of November 
to be Thanksgiving Day. Although Thanksgiving was instituted as a day of giving thanks to God for His provisions and intervention, Thanksgiving has devolved over time into a day of a little more than parades, football, food, and shopping. It's less about family and offering thanks to God and more and more a hollow reflection of society's obsession with materialism and self-gratification. So here's how you make Thanksgiving a more authentic expression of Thanksgiving. You start by giving thanks. Psalm 105 begins by saying, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the peoples. Sing to Him. Sing praises to Him. Tell of all His wondrous works. Now that psalm provides us with a simple formula for having a great thanksgiving. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. That is, recognize the giver. Psalm also says, make known His deeds among the peoples. Recognize His gifts. When you take time to consider the greatness of God and give thanks to the giver, you're connecting with the source of limitless love, mercy, and resources. No, God doesn't need a pat on the back. Giving thanks to God honors God, but it's really for your own good. Recognizing the goodness of God keeps God front and center in your life. And as well as recognizing the true giver, you do well to recognize the gifts so generously given. They may not always be obvious, but God has given everyone myriad reasons to be thankful. Now, that might not be easy to hear when you've got relationship problems, car problems, when your place of employment just shut down, you got a DUI, or you're sitting in a jail cell. Sometimes circumstances may seem overwhelming. That's just the truth. But there's a lot anyone can be thankful for. Family, no. Friends, no. Okay, you can see or you can hear, you can touch. There's someone that cares. You're not sure about that? Well, God cares. Jesus died for you. And one day he's going to return to this earth for you and take you to a place where there's no sin, no sadness, no loss, no injustice. And between now and then, you can allow God to use you to be a blessing in the life of someone else. So while Thanksgiving is an important holiday and it reminds you of the goodness and blessings of God, and it reminds you of His purpose for your life, that doesn't mean Thanksgiving is the only time that you can focus on those things. Now, when I come back, I'll be speaking with Dr. Frank Hazel to talk about the importance of giving thanks, the spiritual and emotional benefits of being thankful, not only at Thanksgiving, but at all times. That and more in just a moment. Gratitude is a powerful emotion that can lift your spirits and dramatically enhance your sense of well-being. Unlock the biblical secrets to a happier life with today's gift entitled The Blessings of Gratitude. It's absolutely free. Just call 800-253-3000 or order online at iiwoffer.com. Experience the incredible power of gratitude, 800-253-3000 or iiwoffer.com. Thanks for joining me on It Is Written. I sat down recently with author and pastor Dr. Frank Hazel 
and asked him about something he knows something about. We talked about thankfulness and finding things to be grateful for in even the most challenging of circumstances. And I asked him if there could ever be a person who has nothing to be thankful for. Is it true that there's a person with nothing to be thankful for? Well, I can understand the feeling. If you have uh, experienced significant loss in life, if you have experienced tragedy, things like that, first you you don't feel thankful at all. And, uh, and the tendency then is to focus on those things that you don't have anymore. You need to make a deliberate choice, I think, to focus on the things that are still there to be thankful for. And even a person who has, uh, has experienced what you said, if that person sits down and actually thinks, there are plenty of things for which a person can be thankful. Little things. Uh, and you have to start little. You might, uh, you might still have a car. Think about what would be the case if you had not a car, you know. And uh, you still have um, eyes to see. Just to see uh, the colors of fall, the colors of spring. Now, you speak about this from an interesting perspective. Your wife of more than 20 years passed away a few years ago now. How did you confront that and maintain or rediscover thankfulness in the wake of that? If you lose a person you love, it always hits you, and it's never nice. And so how do you deal uh, with the situation of that? How do you deal with significant loss in life? Uh, there's a very simple strategy that has made a huge difference in my own life that I learned from my aunt, who had lost her husband through a tragic car accident some years ago. And she said, take a sheet of paper, and uh, write down 10 words, just 10 words, for which you will be thankful for. Now, that's the challenge. The initial challenge is because if you experience significant loss in life, you don't even think about anything that is, uh, that is close to being thankful. <laughs> and, but if you think, you know, you, you, you find little things like, uh, I'm thankful for a bed in which I can sleep, uh, that I have an apartment and a house, that gives me uh, comfort, you know. So you write down the 10 words. Then, with each word, you write out a whole short sentence in which you express why you're thankful for that particular thing. So you say, Lord, I'm thankful for my ears that I can still hear beautiful music. And then, once you've written down that thing, you speak so that you can hear yourself speak that short sentence. So you do that for one day, you have 10 reasons. The next day, you write down 10 new reasons. Same procedure, a word, a short sentence, you speak the sentence. At the end of just one week, you have 70 reasons for which you are thankful. And it does make a, a huge a difference. It makes a difference how you look at your surroundings. It makes a huge difference how you look at your own life. It makes a difference how you look at other people. And it just is transformative. You have written about the importance of gratitude. And in what you've written, 
You've stated that Thanksgiving is medically good. It's good for persons. Yes, yes. How is that so? Well, there are there are a number of interesting recent studies actually uh, that document how thankfulness uh, really improves your health, improves your physical health, your mental health, your resilience to deal with things in life. And and the amazing thing to me is that even observing. Another person expressing his or her thankfulness has a positive impact on you. Which means that your example of thankfulness can be a blessing to the person you're thanking, to you, yes, and to an impartial observer. Yes, yes. Talk to me about Thanksgiving from a theological perspective. How do we, how do we approach that in the, in the Bible? Why is it of theological importance? God has called us repeatedly to be thankful. And I think he did, he did that for a reason because he knows that it is good for us and he knows that it will bring us closer to him who is who is the author of all the goodness and the beauty that we see around the bible is saturated basically with the idea that we should be grateful that we should be thankful in fact there is an entire festival that is devoted basically to the idea of thankfulness it's the feast of tabernacles and it was a feast of pilgrimage that meant everyone had to come to Jerusalem, to the temple, to celebrate the goodness of God in providing the very things that we need for our lives. And it was not just thankfulness for the fruits and the harvest and the things that helped us to live. It's also, on their way to Jerusalem, they had to to build little huts, little booths, remembering God's graciousness and leading through the wilderness uh, at the Exodus when they left Egypt, that he cared for his people. So God wanted them to remember his goodness in protecting them and leading them through the wilderness to, uh, to Jerusalem, to the Holy Land. And when they arrived, it was uh, a feast of some seven days. It was the most joyous feast of the entire Jewish festivals. And it culminated in a majestic uh, celebration of light and water and remembering the goodness of God. And this is the biblical precedent, basically, to our Thanksgiving celebration, where we also bring, you know, the, the harvest fruits, basically, remembering God's goodness in our lives and how he has led. And this is just uh, a few things that... Uh, that I think should make us think and should make us grateful for for what the Bible teaches uh, on that particular subject. In a moment, I'm going to share with you four A's, four A's that will help you to be a more thankful person. Be back in just a moment. Thank you for remembering that It Is Written exists because of the kindness of people just like you. To support this international life-changing ministry, please call us now at 800-253-3000. You can send your tax-deductible gift to the address on your screen, or you can visit us online at itiswritten.com. Thank you for your prayers and for your financial support. Our number again is 800-253-3000, or you can visit us online at itiswritten.com. There are some things you don't want to forget. 
And there are some things God specifically tells us to remember. At the dawn of time, the creator of the universe gifted to the human family a divine prescription for combating stress, busyness, and the pressures of daily life. A regular blessing of time spent in the heart of God. Don't miss a day to remember. We'll travel to the largest Ten Commandments in the world and rediscover heaven's purpose for your life. A day to remember. A personal God seeking a meaningful connection with His children. A way forward for spiritual renewal. We'll open the Bible together and learn that God has blessings for His children that are being overlooked and neglected. Get more from God. Go deeper in your faith. A day to remember. Watch now on It Is Written TV. Welcome back to It Is Written. The Mayo Clinic suggests that you practice gratitude daily and that you take time to demonstrate thanks to the people who positively impact your life. You could thank them with a text or a note or with a kind word next time you see them. Another idea is to keep a gratitude journal. Look back over your day and write down the things that went right. Maybe your spouse took care of a household repair. You might have enjoyed a couple of chapters in a great book. Maybe you saw a bright rainbow adorn a stormy sky. Don't forget the many blessings you tend to take for granted, such as having clean water or the abilities God has gifted you with. Your life is full of reasons to thank God. Sometimes you just need to remember to notice them. When it comes to expressing gratitude to others, there are at least four effective things you can do, and they all start with an A. You might want to jot them down. Appreciation is when you let others know that something they have done has impacted your life. Thanks for that thoughtful gift. I'm so grateful you went out of your way to see me. I couldn't have passed that test without your help. Now, approval is when you express gratitude for how things have been done or how they're going. Well, you've managed some steady progress on keeping your room clean. I really like how you play the violin. Approval. Now, if you're doing this already, you're on a good trajectory. If you're not doing this already, it's probably not because you don't approve of or appreciate certain people and what they do. It's more than likely because you just haven't thought about it. So think about it. It'll make a difference. People will appreciate it. They'll appreciate you. It'll become a positive habit in your life. The next A, attention. People can tell you appreciate them when you're generous with your attention, when you maintain eye contact, when you listen attentively, when you put the phone down and listen and ask questions and encourage others to tell their stories. Now, this comes naturally to some people, not so naturally to others, but you can develop this. And then finally, admiration. When you let people know how grateful you are for the role that they play in your life. I'm so glad that you're my grandpa. You make me smile. You do such a good job with that. That's, that's admiration. Gratitude provides you with clearer vision. That old saying, Two men looked through prison bars. One saw mud, the other stars. There's some reality about that. Now, what about that failed relationship, though? Well, be thankful for the lessons that you've learned. Ask God to fulfill you in better ways with better choices. That DUI? 
An attitude of gratitude would lead you to thank God for the wake-up call about what alcohol is doing in your life. Maybe spur you to seek help. Money problems? Well, you might be learning that if you keep doing the same things, you'll get the same results. So thank God for getting you this far, for teaching you the importance of living within your means, and for helping you develop better money management skills. The Bible itself is full of thanks. Psalm 136, verse 1. O give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. David said that four times in that one psalm alone. When Jesus multiplied five loaves and two fish into a meal for thousands of people, He gave thanks. Thanks for the food, no doubt, but also thanks for what He knew His Father could do. When you know that God is mighty enough to speak galaxies into existence, you then can pray with confidence, and then you've got plenty to be thankful for. At the Last Supper, Jesus gave thanks. When 10 lepers were healed by Jesus, one came back to say thank you, but only one, and Jesus commented on the thanklessness of the others. At the tomb of Lazarus, before one of the most remarkable miracles ever performed, Jesus gave thanks before calling Lazarus from the tomb in which he rested. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. That's John 11, verse 41, which makes a really important point. When you pray, take time to thank God. Now, we're encouraged to ask God for things in prayer, but prayer needs to be about more than just presenting God with a shopping list. Praying with thanks will increase the fervency of your prayers and increase your faith. Because now, instead of saying, please, Lord, let there be fine weather on Friday, you're saying, thank you for all your blessings. Thank you for the prayers you've answered. And you'll pray with greater faith and greater confidence. When you just thank God for making the sun, moon, and stars, you'll have no trouble believing that God can answer your prayer about the weather. And if it turns out the weather is wet and not fine, you know so much about God's goodness that you'll trust Him anyway and you'll believe that he has a perfect plan. David thanked God for his blessings. Both riches and honor come from you, and you reign over all. Now, therefore, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. You read that in First Chronicles chapter 29. When you thank God for what you have, you're recognizing that it comes from him. You'll be less likely to be careless because you'll understand it isn't yours, but his. And thanking God is going to encourage humility. No, that house, that car, that vacation wasn't because of your brilliance, but because of God's providence. After God revealed to Daniel the dream of Nebuchadnezzar along with its meaning, Daniel said, I thank you and praise you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might. Daniel 2.23 God had not only answered a prayer, But he'd saved Daniel's life and the lives of his friends. And Daniel didn't forget to thank God and acknowledge God as the source of his wisdom. And when King Jehoshaphat and Judah were confronted by a vast army, the Bible says that when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and were saying, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. Now notice this. Now, when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, 
and they were defeated. Second Chronicles 20, 21 and 22. Judah defeated its enemy without firing a single shot. And that came after the people went out praising God in the face of what looked like certain defeat. Now, praise and thanks are not one and the same, but they're incredibly closely related. Thanks is thanks. Thanking God for one thing or another. Praise is more a focus on who God is, not what He gives. You praise God for His goodness, His love, His might, His power, His patience. You praise God for His attributes. You thank God for that fine Friday or for your Aunt Keisha's successful surgery or that your kids made it safely home for the holiday. Now, praise and thanks are closely related. God loves to hear them both. God knows the power of gratitude in keeping you focused, encouraged, and capable of overcoming the confusion and darkness of this fallen world. Now, gratitude is not a psych job. It's a reality check. It's a spirit of appreciation, recognizing that God has a thousand ways to provide for you of which you know nothing. Paul put it this way in Colossians 4 verse 2, Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Now, same author, Philippians chapter 4, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Giving thanks brings peace. Thanksgiving, or you could call it thanks living. God's plan for a deeper experience with Him, for better health, and for a new improved outlook on life. With more thanks in your heart, there's room for more of God in your heart and for more of the blessing of God in your life. Let me pray with you right now. Our Father in heaven, we say thank you. In the beginning, you created this world, and then by a miracle of providence, you placed each one of us in it. And when the world had gone astray and sin had overtaken everything, you allowed your son Jesus to come to this world to die for our sins so that we might have hope in and beyond this life, hope through what Jesus has done. Friend, can you be thankful now? Can you say thank you, God, for your goodness and your wonderful works to the children of men? I believe you can, and Lord, we do. We love you, we thank you, and we praise you because you are a good and a great God. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Gratitude is a powerful emotion that can lift your spirits and dramatically enhance your sense of well-being. Unlock the biblical secrets to a happier life with today's gift entitled The Blessings of Gratitude. It's absolutely free. Just call 800-253-3000 or order online at iiwoffer.com. Experience the incredible power of gratitude, 800-253-3000 or iiwoffer.com. So who knew something so simple doesn't cost anything? Anybody can do it. Who knew Thanksgiving could be so profoundly influential and effective in your life, even in your spiritual life? I encourage you to be a person who is thankful, thankful to God. And as you are, I believe you'll draw closer to the heart of that great God from whom all blessings flow. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm looking forward to seeing you again next time. Until then, remember, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds 
from the mouth of God. You've been listening to It Is Written, presented by Pastor John Bradshaw. We hope you have been blessed and that your faith in God has been renewed. Join us again next week at the same time on this station for It Is Written with John Bradshaw. This program was produced by It Is Written, all rights reserved. It Is Written is a faith-based ministry. Thank you for your letters and continued support. For more information, please visit our website, itiswritten.com. It Is Written.